Hello, and welcome back to The Magical Mouse. We are a Disney Parks podcast that focuses mainly on Walt Disney World Resort here in Orlando, Florida. Each episode will take you on a different experience, talk about one of our favorite things to do at the parks, or take attractions and go head-to-head. Either way, it's all about sharing the magic. This week, we're going to take you around the monorail loop in the first of our new series of overlooked experiences. So before we get to this week on Main Street, just a couple of housekeeping notes. Make sure you're following us on social media. We are on Twitter at Magical Mouse Pod. We're on Instagram at Magical Mouse Podcast. Facebook.com slash Magical Mouse Podcast. We really want to get our social media feeds going. We're going to start a Facebook group very soon, but we'd love to get the social media community for the show off the ground. On YouTube this week, there are a couple of things for you to check out. One is already up now, and that is our Disney cookbook series, the first in our Disney cookbook series. We took the Disney Festival's cookbook and made three different recipes and saw how it went. And so if you check out our YouTube channel, go to MagicalMousePodcast.com right now. Click on the Watch tab, and you can check out our videos. And we had a great time doing that. We're going to continue to do more. If you have any ideas, feel free to email us or hit us up on social media. Please, please subscribe, like on YouTube. We would love to get you to be a part of this community. So please stand clear of the door and join us on the monorail loop as we try something at every monorail resort. So without further ado, here's This Week on Main Street. One of the things we're going to strive to do here on this show is give you guys experiences that are often overlooked or because we're locals, we don't have to rush into parks or we're only we're not only here for five days. We can try things that sometimes are often overlooked because you don't have time. And we're going to start a new series called Overlooked Experiences. And in that segment, we're going to try something out that is often overlooked at the Walt Disney World Resort. Record while we're there, experience it, and then talk about it and see if it might be something that ends up interesting you on your next vacation. So this week on Main Street, join us for the first in the series of overlooked experiences, the Monorail Loop. So if you don't know, there are three monorail resorts that surround the Magic Kingdom. They're called the Monorail Loop because you can get on a monorail and and in one ride past all three of them. So you can get off, you can go to the Magic Kingdom, you can go to the Polynesian, the Grand Floridian, and the Contemporary. We did that not too long ago, recorded some of our experiences, and we're going to talk about this overlooked experience. So joining me around the table is the same cast of characters, Abe, Whitney, and Kate. So Abe, we'll start with you, because we always start with you for some reason. <laughs> we... Uh, we experienced this just about a week or two ago, and so we'll give you overall feeling of it. This is an overlooked experience that we all tried together. What did you think about experiencing the monorail loop, uh, the three resorts, and what did you think about the overall experience? This is something I've done a few times growing up at, in Orlando because I 
my parents couldn't afford to take us to the parks often. So they would take us to the hotels to look at the um, decorations. when you're one of seven kids. Yeah. Um, but uh, so it's something I've been doing for a while, but it's something I always enjoy. And uh, this time was, and, uh, you know, kind of ch- chose my, we kind of fit this to our own uh, desires. So it was, uh, custom fitted to what we wanted and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think as we'll you'll hear and we'll talk about every resort offers something different, but they offer enough Disney magic where you don't have to step foot into a park. So Whitney, what did you think of the monorail loop experience we had uh, just about a week or two ago? I thought it was so fun and honestly one of the parts about it that I really liked was that I felt like I got a Disney experience in a leisurely way uh, without crowds. So I still got to see Mickey Mouse and I still got to hear the music and I got to see the sights, but I also, you know, didn't have to wait in hour long lines and all the other stuff that goes with having to get into a park at a certain time. Um, It's nice to be able to do something fun on your own schedule and not feel beholden to my Disney experience, basically. Yeah, so a thing that you'll hear us talk a lot about is that Kate and I were only locals about a year and a half ago or so. We we became locals. Uh, so I think these experiences have been a lot of fun to try different things like this. Uh, and I think, don't you agree, Kate, didn't you? That wasn't, have that been some of the best parts about Disney for you is doing these things since we never really did them when we just visited? Yeah, absolutely. Um because when we used to do the vacations, we did the whole wake up early and do everything we possibly can until it's closing time. Yeah. And this was a lot more leisure and I can do it when I want to do it and at my own pace and I can come back another day. And Yeah. Yeah. And to that point, like what we want to do with these overlooked experiences is I think if you come to Disney every year, every other year, or even like Avis said, if you come every like five years, I would say if you have like a five-day trip, a lot of people take the first day to check into the resort. Maybe they don't buy a ticket for one day. I hope that you will take these overlooked experiences as something to try on one of these days because the money you'd be spending on a park ticket, you then put back into these experiences because the important thing about the monorail loop especially is there's no cost to enter any of these resorts. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. So... Use that as an opportunity to take the money and try restaurants or try experiences or shop. So uh, that's, that's one of the things that we experienced on the monorail loop is you kind of get a little bit of everything, right? Yeah, and even just looking around the resorts, even if you don't want to spend money that day, just going to the resorts and looking around is fun because they're all themed so differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we went between Christmas and New Year's. And all the Christmas decorations are still up, so you get to see that. Um, either Abe or Whitney, what are the, some of the stuff that we got? You can you can see and do at these like three resorts that you still kind of get some of that park magic, but without having to go into the park. Well, <laughs> you go ahead, Whitney. Knock on wood. Um, well, like for the main thing, like we we didn't start at Grand Floridian, but ended up there pretty soon, but you can, uh, meet Mickey. Mickey Mouse is there. You don't, there's no line. So basically he's there taking pictures and it's real easy to get in and actually like talk to him and spend time talking to him. 
Whereas in the parks, you know, they kind of shuffle you in and out pretty quick because there's such a, a large amount of people waiting. And there was also live music in the lobby the whole time. Um, during Christmas, they had their gingerbread house up and it was actually a walkthrough experience. So you could walk through their giant gingerbread house, which was pretty cool. Um, uh, we'll talk about it later, I think, but at Polynesian and Contemporary, you're able to watch the fireworks. Uh, and they pump in the music from the parks. So you can watch the fireworks with this panoramic view over the lagoon um, with the castle in sight and all that stuff. And you're still hearing the same things that the people who are in the parks are, but you're sitting on a patio, you know, with a food and a beverage and enjoying the weather or whatever here in Florida and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah I agree. And I mean, you got, you know, awesome gift shops. You've got great uh, restaurants that for uh, one of the one of the places we went um, towards the end of the night. Um, actually, remind me, what's the name of that? The bar, the last bar we went to. What is it called? Uh, um, the Beauty and the Beast one, the one that just opened. Yeah. Enchanted uh, Rose. Where it feels like like if you're trying, you know, you're an adult and you're just your kids are pushing you to, you know, Disney all day and you're kind of just like, well, I want to escape from Disney, but still kind of feel like I'm Disney. This is perfect because it's subtly so. It's yeah. it's Beauty and the Beast, but it's not like in your face. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously being a bar, it's not meant for you know, kids, but it is meant for Disney fans. So I think that they do a good job of settling, subtly keeping that um, there without shoving it in your face, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it. Like, you, you can do things like meet Mickey, eat at Disney restaurants, buy Disney merchandise at the at the gift shops, and even riding the monorail itself is something you can only do if you're going to go to Magic Kingdom or Epcot. So this is another way you get to ride the monorail. And then, like Abe said, like if you're not in the mood to be in a massive crowd, but you want to buy a new T-shirt or ears that are out, now you sort of can go in the gift shop, buy it, and then you're back, and there are places, tons of places to sit. It's air-conditioned. Like There are ways to experience magic without you know, having to go full in sometimes with like, especially like we were there in the crowded, most crowded week of the year, arguably. And yet day. day, yeah, crowds weren't a factor. Right. So, yeah. so that's, I think is an important part about the monorail loop, but let's go. We recorded some on, on site like we do, but, uh, Hey, we'll start with you. We started the Polynesian. You want to tell the people what, what happened when we went to the Polynesian? Um, so when we got to the Polynesian, Ryan had made reservations. For <laughs> you <laughs> cheater! Always me, huh? Uh, no, so I, I, I made reservations, and uh, turns out I made them for the wrong day, uh, right day of the week, uh, Sunday, but uh, wrong Two week. Two weeks in advance. Yeah. So we get there, and uh, Whitney. Um, you know, sees the is the first one to walk up to the booth, and she oh uh, so confidently yeah yeah well so we had I mean, it for I, we had it for Kona Cafe right yeah Kona, yeah, Kona Cafe. Cafe we wanted their Poke Bowl and obviously why wouldn't she she assumes that we have a reservation and the guy says can't, can't we find us well he's wrong obviously <laughs> so I pull up my phone to prove him wrong 
and uh, then I look like the idiot. <laughs> um, and that booth for that restaurant is kind of in the main thoroughfare of the upstairs area. Especially when you're walking to the monorail. So we kept trying to avoid eye contact with them for the rest of the night. But we were really bad at that. Um, so anyway, uh, I hope I never see him again. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Not because he was bad, because he was the nicest person in the world. Yeah. We were just very embarrassed. Yeah. So I think another vacation tip would be when you book a reservation, look at the date and then don't <laughs> con- don't confidently stroll. But Abe, you had a good point that we were discussing earlier off air about the importance of getting some sort of reservation if you're going to do the monorail loop or even like resorts in general. So why is that important? Well, yeah, what I was saying was that um, especially if you're like, let's say you want to use the contemporary as your home base, if you're going to do this. Uh, the contemporary will not let you park in there without a reservation because it's the closest one to Magic Kingdom. Uh, Floridians for years have been using it as the parking lot uh, to avoid, sometimes to avoid the parking cost or sometimes just to avoid the monorail. Um, for me, that would that would be the case more 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 so than than avoiding the cost because it's included in my park ticket. But a lot of times you just don't want to get on that monorail. Uh, at the, at the end of the night, it's exhausting. So uh, an easy way around that is just park at the Contemporary. Well, Disney caught on, and uh, they shut that down. Now, the other the other two are a little more open to people just going in to say, if you, you know, say, I want to see just, I want to see your lobby or something. They'll usually let you in or say, hey, I just wanted to get a drink at Trader Sam's. They'll let you in. But certain days of the year, they, they aren't so prone to do that. And especially that time of year around the holidays. So it's always safer just to have a reservation so you can say, hey, I'm here to park um, and, you know, take advantage of my reservation. So um, we did that and we made a reservation for Kona Cafe. She didn't ask, fortunately, because if she were to look (laughs) to see if we had a reservation, she would turn us right around. But uh, (laughs) Oh, man, that's a good point. I'm glad she didn't ask. Uh, But yeah, yeah, it's a good idea to have a reservation. And you don't always have to, like, I think this is the part where I actually am kind of glad that you made the wrong reservation uh, because, you know, at first I was trying to think, should you, if you plan on doing the monorail loop, the three resorts, should you plan everything out ahead of time? And we sort of did, but at the same time, an audible had to be called. And yet we still had a great night and did a bunch of stuff with no, on one of the busiest weeks of the year with no, now that we had to realized we didn't have the right reservation we now had no reservations pre-made now and we're there that night the night of and yet we still accomplished something at every resort had we decided to we would have been able to get another reservation for kona cafe later on that night if i wanted to yeah Um, but we decided we what we did is instead was we decided to to kind of get a drink real quick at at uh, trader sam's or the outdoor patio of trader sam's and put our heads together and we came up with what I think was a great, like, last-minute thing, you know? Yeah, so this is something that Kate and I had to experience. Uh, if you go to the park and you buy a ticket and something goes wrong, your kid gets sick, which happened to us, your uh, ride breaks down after you waited, like, 120 minutes in line and all of a sudden it broke down, now you got to turn around you just wasted two hours. Or even if you wait in a queue for two hours and still get to ride it, uh, a lot of your day is based on you go to lunch and there's a two-hour line, right? You just never know what could happen on one of the busiest weeks of the year. We right. went we went, and our son got sick and it ruined 
like the whole trip. Remember that? Yeah, but we ended up making the most of that trip. Right. I mean, that did suck, but... We also had annual passes. We actually all ended up sick after that trip. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but what I like about the resort and a monorail loop is that if something happens, like you make the wrong reservation, now you have nowhere to eat, there is no, like, oh, no, we're up against the clock in a sense because, like, there's multiple different options and you're not dealing with massive crowds. So we went to Trader Sam's to the deck, and this is something that... that uh, Whitney, uh, you and Abe turned us on to last year, but what's one of the benefits of going on the deck for the Polynesian? And now we didn't do it this particular time, but uh, what, what, tell us about the Trader Sam's deck. Like, what can you do there? And do you have to wait to get to, to sit down there? Yeah, so the way that they do it is it's basically an extension of Trader Sam's, which is inside, very small. So usually they have a wait time, um, but the outdoor area... Uh, is open seating. So basically if you walk out and there's an open table, then you can claim it and it doesn't matter. And they serve all the same food and all the same drinks as they do inside. Um, But the bonus is the fireworks. Like I mentioned earlier, um, you can watch the fireworks across the lagoon. You can see the top of the castle. So you can see um, a little bit of the projections on the castle during the fireworks. They pump the music in, so you're listening to it as if you were in the park. Um, like I said earlier, too, the, my favorite part is when Tinkerbell flies during the fireworks, and you can see that clear as day, too, even though you're all the way across. So um, you're seeing everything that those people in the park are seeing, but you're in the comfort of a lounge chair with a drink in your hand and probably some really good appetizers in front of you and you have just been listening to the tranquil sounds of a very talented ukulele player and singer on the porch as well in the awesome atmosphere of the polynesian resort it's my favorite yeah uh so let's i guess we'll get to that later but we didn't record anything there because our plans were all over the place. We're a little uh, frazzled. Yeah, so we sort of we did take some video, which we'll put on our YouTube channel, but no audio from the Polynesian. Um, what do you guys remember? So uh, let's ask everybody. So Trader Sam's is actually one of my favorite things at Disney World. Yeah. Um, so let's go around. Hey, what is what? Did, do you remember what the drink you got, or do you have like a go-to drink you always get? Yeah, for Trader Sam's, <laughs> I do have a go-to drink. In fact, uh, so much so that I've. Uh, there's a, there's a particular in the drink that I love is a particular, uh, look, liquor, uh, that is made in China. It's called Baijiu and it's like a dragon fire spirit. So it's kind of spicy. Um, but I bought cases of it for my house so I can make it myself. <laughs> Haven't really Sounds quite terrible. gotten it to the level they've, they've gotten it to, but every time I go, I get one. Um, and if you, it's uh, actually, what, well, what is say, it called? It's called a tension torch. However, there's a secret menu. There's a secret menu uh, item, and it's called the red-headed... Not uh, red-headed not, stranger. That's <laughs> Willie Nelson. That's Willie Nelson. <laughs> it's called We Want the Redhead. <laughs> I keep calling it true. Red-headed, red-headed stranger. stranger. But no, it's We Want the Redhead. And uh, it's basically a uh, same drink. It just doesn't have... Uh, it has more of the Baijo, um, so it's a little stronger, but I like it. Um, but that's my that's my drink. Uh, Whitney, what about you? What's your drink at uh, at Trader Sam's? I bounce around. They have a really good um, uh, dark and stormy that has uh, like some extra fruit 
juice in it. That's a really good mix. But then there's one called the Shrunken Zombie Head, and that one reminds me of a rum runner, uh, kind of. Um, but also the Tahitian Torch is incredible. But the one that I always get every time I go is the Tiki 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 Rum. And one thing I love about Trader Sam's is that they will not give it to you if you do not say enough tikis. No. Also on their hidden menu, if you want a floater on the top of your tiki 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 rum, you can order a tiki 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 rum. And they'll know what that means. <laughs> all right. So did you write all that down, everybody? No. Um, and when you can't count your tikis, that's when you need to go home. Yeah. You have to sing the song while you say it. Yeah, otherwise you'll get it wrong. <laughs> uh, Kate, what is your go-to drink at Trader Sam's? Um, I my go-to drink is probably always the hippopotami Thai. Uh, mm. I really like that one. Was yeah. it two shots of rum? <laughs> Four between <laughs> us. <laughs> um, so uh, mine used to be that I think, and then we were there the time before this. Because I got a non-alcoholic drink. Let me make it before I talk about my drink. Because if you're listening to this and you might think, well, this sounds like adult only, the thing about the monorail loop is there's actually a ton of stuff to do for kids. So A, this Trader Sam's balcony, you can watch the fireworks, and they have non-alcoholic drinks for a pretty reasonable price. I think I got one this last time for like they 5 They have bucks. three no-booze drinks. I'm looking at the menu right now. And uh, every time I've been there, there's always been families with children there. Because yes. it's right by the pool. So, like, if you're at the pool, I think you can access the, the patio area of Trader Sands. Oh, okay. um, and it's it's full service, so the waiter comes up to you. So if you have an open table and you've been at the pool, you can go hang out there. Yeah. And like you mentioned, the there's a gingerbread display at the Contemporary. And there's at the Contemporary, there's Chef Mickey's. There's a character mm-hmm. dining there. So... There are plenty of options for families and children too. So if you're if you're not adult only, uh, or even if you don't drink alcohol, which is 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 a common thing too, there are non-alcohol. You can enjoy Trader Sam's with a non-alcohol. I think you can even go in Trader Sam's during the day with kids. You can. You can. Yeah. Yeah. And you can experience it because it is absolutely an experience. Yeah, it and is. The food is good. So like, if you want to, it's really good. If you want to go to Captain Cook's, the quick service, and have you know like a you know just a little something, and then go to Trader Sam's inside with your kids before the cutoff or outside in the patio after the cutoff you can watch the fireworks and you can end the night with uh some of the appetizer options and some non-alcoholic drinks which the non-alcoholic drink i had i think almost everybody tried it that night it was great yeah it was really good um so mine is what what was mine called um yours is called the spiky pineapple spiky pineapple so i didn't even know this was on the menu like two times ago we go here often if you can't tell um, I saw it on the menu and I ordered it thinking it was new and the lady was like, no, we've always had it. And so I tried that the last time and it was the best thing I've had. There. The non-alcoholic one you had recently was Polynesian Punch. Mm, that's right. That's right. And they have some really cool souvenir glasses that you can take home. They do. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was that. So what, what I like about that is, again, the monorail loop, I think, offers this more than any other place, is that we just got told we don't actually have a reservation that we thought we had for weeks now. <laughs> And now it's up to us to figure it out. And it's like, well, let's immediately go downstairs to the the deck. There was a table open. Again, on the busiest week of the year, the weather was perfect. If we were there for the fireworks, we would have had the perfect seat. We each had a drink. We were, we were gone. So now our main goal for the night, now this is a DVC member only thing, was to go to the Top of the World Lounge and catch the fireworks. 
for that night from there. So we had a time that we had to fill. Now we had to find out how the heck and where the heck are we going to eat dinner at. So our next move, and we actually have some clips of this, the contemporary, was to go in the contemporary. Now, Abe, how does the monorail loop go? Like, why is it smart to start at the Polynesian? And why, is, why did we end up taking about seven trips around the monorail loop? <laughs> well, I think more than anything, if you, wherever you start, make sure you finish the night there, too. Uh, well, in, in, in the direction it heads, and correct me if I'm wrong, Whitney. Whitney knows this better than I do. But it's, say you were to start at the Polynesian. Your next stop would be contemporary. Grand Floridian. Grand Floridian. Sorry, Grand Floridian. Then to Magic Kingdom. Kingdom. Then to contemporary. Then to ticket and transportation. Yeah, ticket and transportation. And then back to the Polynesian. So if you want to go start at the Polynesian, uh, then your next, then you want to end the night at contemporary or back at Polynesian. Um, But But your logical next step would be Grand Floridian. Grand Floridian. However, logically, <laughs> also logically, your best bet is to uh, get a reservation the correctly. night of. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, so we had to ride all the way to the Contemporary because that at Bay Lake Tower is where the Top of the World Lounge is. So uh, our friend, friend of the show, Lou Mangello, was telling me at the Rise of the Resistance media event that the wave of American flavors in the Contemporary is underrated. It's hardly ever full. You can always get a table. And you should definitely try it out. So with that in mind, I was like, hey, this has a reservation. We got one for 835. And we took the trek over to the Contemporary. Now, I had never been in the Contemporary. And I was actually impressed. I liked the way that it looked. I liked uh, the options. There's plenty of shopping options. They had really cool uh, gingerbread house options for the holidays. And uh, then we ended up shopping out of all of them. Yeah, I think, and I think that's where you have the character dining. So they had the big Mary Mary Blair mural that you always see when you go through the, to Magic Kingdom on the monorail. Um, so I was actually impressed. But you guys, let's go ahead and play the clips from the Contemporary where we're setting up the night, and then when we come back, we'll talk about the wave and what we thought about the. Wave. All right, what are we doing? Well. We, uh, <laughs> it picks up pretty good, so we can this one. It should be alright. So, what do we, this, is, this will be our This Week on Main Street segment. And it's exploring the monorail resorts. Yep. So, what have we done so far? Polynesian. Well, we, uh, we went to Polynesian um, to uh, film my reservation that I made for next week. <laughs> um, so, at that said, point. Check your email. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess this is an expert tip from the experts. So when you make a reservation, look at the date. <laughs> make it for the date you actually want. So we showed up to Kona Cafe at 6.50, gave him our name, and the guy was like, uh, you're not on here. <laughs> so we went on the My Disney Experience app and realized... To prove them wrong. Abe <laughs> <laughs> was pretty, pretty quick to get that app out. So we're not doing that. So what's beautiful about the monorail resorts is we went outside to Trader Sam's to the outside area, had a drink, uh, changed our whole night itinerary, (laughs) but still seems like it's going to work out even though it's a last minute change. So this is what's cool about if you're a local, if you're thinking about being a local and you're kind of like, this time of the year scares me. 
with crowds. It is really busy in the parks. Yeah. But we're doing a bunch of stuff, and it's not really, the crowds aren't affecting us. And we did get a last minute reservation at the Contemporary for just an hour later. Yeah, so we're going to the Wave for dinner. We're going to go to the Top of the World Lounge. Then we're going to go to the Lounge at Grand Floridian. Uh, so that'll hit Grand Floridian, Polynesian, and Contemporary. So. Most of the three resorts you can get to by monorail. We will be updating you on the YouTube channel as well, so if you want to see what's going on. And throughout the night we'll be just giving our experiences. And so this is something that if you doesn't cost a ticket to get into these things. Or parking. Or parking. If you make a reservation. And you can just go around the monorail and do different stuff at resorts, even at holiday time. And this is the perfect weather for Orlando time. This is the best time to go weather-wise. So, that's what we're doing. And, uh... We'll keep you updated as we go throughout the night. So, like I said, we had to wait in line for the reservation. We got there at 8.35. They sat us right about 8.35. Uh, and, and it was pretty good service there. Uh, and as we're about to play, you'll hear what we ate. But uh, a, before we play our actual review on site, uh, what do you think of the Wave of American Flavors? Yeah, I liked it. Um, I don't think I would say it's necessarily one of my favorites um, that I've eaten as far as the resorts go, but uh, it was very, that's not to say it wasn't very good. It was, uh, as I said in the, um, in the live thing that we did there, the, because I had the tikka masala and it was not, not your traditional Indian tikka masala. It was just a little bit more Americanized, and that, I appreciated that. Um, so even though it wasn't my favorite, I still really enjoyed what they had to offer. And it was a, it was a very uh, diverse menu, too, which was great. Uh, so they have a different lunch, and they have a different breakfast menu. The breakfast menu has some options. The lunch is... What, what Lou tells me is supposedly, by some people, not by him, but by some people, is the... Um, the best burger on property. Would you go back to try the lunch and, and breakfast now that you tried the dinner? Breakfast for sure. You know, honestly, lunch is not something, you know, I think about with Disney too much. I, I come to think of it. I'm usually never there during that lunch hour. Typically if I'm at Disney in general, not just the parks, but also anywhere on Disney property, it's usually going to be either breakfast or dinner. Um, if I am there for lunch, like let's say I'm spending a day at Disney, usually I just have a late breakfast. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but I would definitely go back for breakfast because um, I think they have posted the uh, menu outside of the restaurant and the breakfast menu looked really good. Tops. Yeah. yeah. Whitney, what did you think of the wave? Uh, what did you think about the pricing? Because I thought, I thought it was well-priced for what felt like a little bit of a fancier dining experience. Yeah, for full service. I mean, I, I thought if it might've been on the higher side of reasonable. Um, but the food made it worthwhile. I don't think I would go back there for dinner. Um, and I'm in the same boat as Abe. I don't eat lunch at Disney. I breakfast and then I snack and then I eat dinner. Um, but I agree with you. The breakfast menu sounded incredible. There were some egg dishes that sounded, uh, like something I would go out of my way to go try and the pancakes that they had on that menu sounded. I hope they weren't seasonal too. I didn't notice. I didn't look. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so I don't know, but if I hopefully they weren't because I would go back just to try that based on what they're what sweet potato pancakes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. With like a honey butter yeah. syrup or something, it sounded incredible. Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean my food was good. It, don't get me wrong, but I have other places on Disney property for dinner that I liked a lot more. Um, but I did enjoy walking around the Contemporary. I honestly don't think I've ever done that. No, I was impressed with that. Uh, yeah. Kate, what did you, what I liked about the wave was that, like Abe said, there was a lot on the menu. So it wasn't like, okay, well, if you don't like this kind, now you're in trouble. Uh, Kate, you saw something that instantly struck your fancy right up your alley. Uh, so what did you think of the wave? And what did you think of the fact that they had something kind of for everybody, what you're into? You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I thought that was pretty impressive that they literally basically had every... Um, it's just, there's like three chords in one. Yeah, I mean, it was like pretty Americanized versions of like whatever genre of food you got. But it was still good. I mean, I got a noodle bowl. I'm pretty sure it was called noodle bowl, right? Yeah. 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 And it was good, but it wasn't like my all-time favorite noodle bowl. It had just like a different taste to the broth that made yeah. it different. But it was still good. But I would definitely 100% want to go back for breakfast. Mm -hmm. I think the breakfast and lunch menu sounded better than the dinner. Now, yeah. A difference with Ryan and I uh, is that we are actually on Disney property for lunch often because of our kids and the time frame that we end up going to Disney. Like we wait for them to wake up and then it's like, 10 and then we get there and we're there for during lunch and we're home by dinner uh yeah yeah um yeah so the lunch is is appealing to me maybe we should try an episode like just trying disney lunches um let's see what happens um i, I mean i would imagine that most people don't yeah yeah because you because you if you're using if you have like the meal plan you're saving that that sit down for the day for like probably some sit down at Epcot, and then you usually start the day off with breakfast. So right, Usually at your resort if you're staying there. And oh, yeah. I see a lot of people bringing sandwiches in. and Yeah, they bring their own food. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the wave I thought was good. I thought, you know, you could get dishes for under 20 bucks, which is sit down at Disney. There were, there were multiple dishes for, like, your guys' noodle bowl I thought was, like, 18 bucks, and my dish was, like, 24. I think Abe's was, like, what was yours like? Seventeen, I think, something like that. Cheapest, because it was technically vegetarian, but but I, it was actually a little bit more expensive because I opted to have them make it with chicken, which That's I think it. they added a little bit of a yeah. two bucks for the chicken. You get you the option to get the tofu with it too, but you said no, right? Yeah, you get free bread, which isn't common at Disney. Uh, that bread was so good. Yeah, and it was uh, it came with butter with pink Himalayan salt on it. Um, you guys got sangrias, which uh, you said were good. Uh, they were good. Yes. I got the white one and Whitney got the red one. So I, I think what I would say is would, you, would I tell people to seek out the wave because it's a can't miss? No. But what I, would I tell you if you're in a pinch and you want a, a sit-down restaurant, it's good. The contemporary itself is really fun and beautiful to walk around. Uh, it's the most like unique-looking resort to me because it's supposed to be like futuristic but in a weird style. Um, so I, anyways, I, I like the contemporary, I like what it has to offer. And I think the wave is a good restaurant, not a great restaurant. 
Sure. Uh, but I think in a, the lunch and dinner and breakfast menu might actually be better than the dinner because the dinner actually didn't have as many choices as I thought. Yeah. But yeah, when you compare the menus, like uh, breakfast and lunch just sound better. Yeah. Um, so we might have to go back and try the breakfast uh, or lunch. Yeah. So um, let's go ahead and play that clip. You can hear us as we finish up. So we decided to eat at the Wave of American Flavors. Is that the full name? Uh, I, I didn't look the, at it. The honestly. wave of something, of something flavor. Either way, our reservation was for today. So, <laughs> let's go around the table. What did we? What did you order, Kate? Noodle bowl. What attracted you about the noodle bowl? That it was a noodle bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's a theme you're gonna gather. Hey, what did you order? Um, if it is truly the wave of American flavors, I went with a classic American dish: tikka masala. <laughs> uh, added chicken. Instead of tofu. It had to be complicated, huh? Yeah, it had to be complicated. Whitney, what did you get? Uh, nice Caesar salad, and I also got the noodle ball. Awesome. I got the uh, short rib, so I'm excited about that. Uh, so we'll let you know when, it, when the food gets here what everything tastes like. And uh, so, so far, Trader Sam's at the Polynesian, Wave here at Contemporary. We got one more stop after this, two more stops after this. Uh, gonna be a fun night, so we're here to eat dinner at the Wave. Alright, so we all got our food. I will start with me the short rib. This is fantastic. It's got some mashed potatoes under it. I'm not even a big veggie guy, but the, what they, whatever they put on the veggies, it's really, in the way that they cooked them, really good. Uh, ladies, Kate, what do you think of the noodle bowl? You're, you're a big fan of like broth, noodles, that's your favorite food, I think. How does this, um, how does this, uh, how does this tickle your fancy? How does this stack up with other noodle balls? Is this, is this, is this worth a try if you're a big fan of this? Yeah, it's super delicious. I wouldn't say it's like my top favorite noodle bowl, but it is like, it's still really good if you like noodle bowls. Yeah, so you got what? Is it the short rib in there? Yeah, and yeah. it's really good. The meat is really good in here. Yeah. So, uh, Winnie, what do you think of the noodle bowl? It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, not like the top noodle bowl, but yeah, but uh, really good. The restaurant, this like menu is kind of diverse. Yeah. And so the fact mm-hmm. that you can have like a, would you say it's an Asian style dish? You think? Yes. Yes. And it's for, got like the ramen egg in it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Abe, you got the Indian style dish. What do you think? <laughs> it's really good. Um, it's not typical tiki masala. It's very creamy, um, buttery. It's got cauliflower that's really good. That's probably my favorite part of it. But I would, I would give it uh, um, a solid seven out of ten. Yeah. Oh, you rated it. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly think mine is like an eight out of ten, eight point five. This is fantastic. Yeah, I tried some of the beef from hers, and it is very good. Yeah, the meat is. Really they put some sort of crumble on top of mine. I don't even know what it is, but it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. The bread is good here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Caesar salad was awesome. And, lady, you got, you ladies, you got sangrias. Very yeah. good. They're really good. Mine here is excellent. <laughs> Coffee's good. Coffee. Water. Oh, my gosh, the water. Does anybody <laughs> need the water? <laughs> <laughs> Can you just sign the copy on the right? Thank you. Thank you. Still doing okay? Oh, yeah. I would say this place, I would classify this as a hidden gym. Not a lot of people know about this place. Yeah. 
It's not very packed on a New Year's week. We got a last minute reservation. We got a last minute reservation. It's a little like fancy without being like so break the bank. Like you feel like you're eating a little fancy without, it's still that lower tier of table service. It's not like that, you know, like you can get dishes under $30 here. Yeah. This um, was only 18 Yeah. The, uh, you do get a pass discount. You get a pass order discount. Um, so anyways, so, so far, stop two, very delicious. And uh, I definitely recommend you checking this out if you've never been here. All right. So. Before we left the Contemporary, we had to go to floor 16 of Bay Lake Tower. Um, Abe or Whitney, I'll let you guys explain this, because was, this was your idea. This is something you had done before, and now you wanted to do again. Yeah, we. Uh, so on my birthday last year, uh, I, we decided to do a little staycation for my birthday, and, and we stayed at the Polynesian, and uh, Whitney had gotten us reservations for the Luau, which we are going to do at some point because it's great. But we sat at the table that was closest to us uh, were a nice couple that had been DVC members since the beginning. Disney Vacation. Uh, yeah, sorry, Disney Vacation Club members since the beginning. And so they they had all these great perks, but they, they also knew the parks really well. Um, and they had told us about this, the about if you go as a DVC member, as a Disney Vacation Club member, you can go to the contemporary um, because the uh, contemporary has a section of the uh, resort. That's just for Disney vacation club members, Bay Lake tower, Bay Lake tower. So you can go to Bay Lake tower and then go to the top and watch the fireworks from the top. Um, And they have a little bar and restaurant up there. And it's, and they told us it was really chill. Like there was a lot of people up there and you could, you could get a really good view of fireworks. So we were going to do that that night. But we just got tired and we were already at the Polynesian. And like I said, Polynesian is my favorite. And so we were just kind of sitting there. And that's when we actually discovered that you could watch the fireworks from the Trader Sam's. But week before we went with y'all, we kind of did a similar thing. We were supposed to be with my family and they bailed. So me and Whitney kind of just went around and tried a couple things. Um, but we had gotten a chance to go up there. And we we're like, we got to take Ryan and Kate up here. Um, because again, there's no, you can get a really good spot and you don't, you don't have to fight anybody. There's no, there's, there are people up there. You don't have sure. to, but for some reason you did punch that guy. But. I did have to punch people. Um, no, but, they, but it is exclusive to DVC to go up there and you're to Disney vacation club and you are supposed to technically have a reservation on property. Most of the time they're cool and they'll let you up there. Even the lady there who wasn't as cool this time was still like, I'll let you up there. Well, we've gotten mixed reviews on that, though, because the first time we went, she the girl said that I said, oh, well, I didn't know that we're not staying on property. And she goes, oh, that doesn't matter as long as you have your membership card. But I think the second time it was the busiest week of the year yeah. and she just didn't want to like overcrowd it. Busiest well. week of the year, but still. Nobody was up there. Nobody was up there. I mean, not nobody, but and not enough to make it a, any bit of uh, unenjoyable. Because, no. I mean, you could get right up to the wall and watch the fireworks. And also, if you want to do that anyway, you can go up to the restaurant, to California Grill. Um, yeah. That's a harder in the contemporary, and they have the same thing. Go out on the roof and watch the fireworks. It's just a little more crowded. And also, yeah, it's hard to get a reservation for that. Well, that's what I was going to say. If you are, if you are planning a trip, and you guys out there that plan the trips, and you do the 
the reservation for dinner six months out, and you know you wake up at, at six a.m. to get the uh, the thing. If you plan on doing a monorail, monorail loop day, plan on California Grill trying to be the first one that you can grab because if you're not a DVC member, which we're not, me and Kate aren't, you can get that same view from yeah. California Grill. So you can kind of kill two birds with one stone there. You can eat dinner. And you could watch the fireworks, so that way instead of eating at the wave like we did and coming up, you kind of get both. Uh, and so that's sort of a, a your timeline is not as strict, right? So now this, is this that's that's a little bit of a last minute. You can't really do that last minute sort of like we did with the wave and everything else. But if you are going on a trip, you know, in a year or two, and you're going to wake up at s- six months ahead of time to get your reservation, shoot for a California Grill because it's something that if you choose a monorail loop day, that you can sort of get that without having to be a DVC member. So it is. Again, there are, like, what seems like a simple thing, there are plenty of choices within the monorail loop that we did. Yeah, and it's the same thing at, at California Grill and Top of the World. They pump the music in, and um, you, you hear the show as it's meant to be heard. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> we do have a little bit of audio from there, but we're also going to put the video of the fireworks show in the view up on our YouTube channel. So... Uh, all right, so, Kate, we had never done that. We'd never been up there before. And that's another experience as, like, the locals now that we, we get to do that we wouldn't have done normally. Uh, what did you think of that really awesome view and the fireworks? And, and you said it in there that you would actually end up... It's a better view from the Polynesian, but the overall view is probably one of the coolest things that I saw the whole night, right? I mean, yeah. Being up high to see everything is always super fun. And even though it was very it had rained that day so it was kind of like foggy and stuff like that and even though it was like that and the fireworks were inside all that fog it was super fun to look at it it gave it a different effect and it was really pretty so if you're there the same week that we were doing this which is between christmas and new year's one of the cool things that if you, again if you don't want to go to magic kingdom because it's it's literally at capacity almost every day that week one of the cool things that they offer is after Christmas is over, in between the week of Christmas and New Year's, they do things from the Christmas party just throughout the day at Magic Kingdom. So what we saw was the Christmas party fireworks. Oh, yeah, and we've never seen those. Right, but it wasn't, there wasn't a Christmas party that night because the Christmas party is over after Christmas. But what they do is like, so if you go to Magic Kingdom during the day, the, the parade that they do during the Christmas party, they do during the day at Magic Kingdom. So you don't need a separate ticket so if you want to go and see the christmas fireworks you don't have to actually have to get a ticket after christmas so that would be a good time to either go to the polynesian or the top of the world lounge because you can see the christmas version of the fireworks Super crowded yeah true um so that was our last bit of the contemporary you can uh we're gonna go ahead and play some audio from that now we come back we'll go to the last resort we had all right so we just we are now sitting at a table at the top of the world lounge here at the Contemporary Bay Lake Tower. Just watched the fireworks show. It was the Christmas version as the party is still happening. Uh, we got a few drinks, but that's not really important. Uh, I'll start with Abe. What do you think? Of, you've seen it before, but what do you think of the uh, fireworks show tonight from that view? Well, it was uh, definitely more cloudy uh, than the last time I was here. But, uh, but otherwise, excellent. The fireworks all hit their cues. They closed out with Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Witchcraft. Uh, about witchcraft. And uh, all around great fireworks show. 
Now, Kate, we've seen the fireworks show from multiple different locations. Was that the best, do you think? Or do you like more on the level, I think? I think I like more on the level. Although that was really cool. I think the overall view is what takes this. Yeah, is that, the view is super nice. That you can see everything. Yeah. All right, Winnie, second time for you. What do you think? Um, I still liked it a lot. I would like to go to the Christmas party and see that in person. Me too. And I will say that as far as like places to watch the fireworks that aren't in Magic Kingdom, that pump the music in, which this is only the second place that I found, but I do still prefer Trader Sam's uh, patio because you can sit at a table and enjoy your food and beverage and watch it, and they uh, bring the music to you from the car. But the view is nowhere near as good as up yeah. here. Um, All right, so the next stop was now this. At the fireworks were like what? Do you guys remember? Was it like ten o'clock? Yeah. Right? Ten fifteen. I'm pretty sure it was ten. Ten fifteen. Yeah. Ten. No, you're right. It's ten. Ten. So we made it in time. Um, and then after that, we wanted to go over to. How long was the fireworks show? Do you guys remember? It was actually kind of long, right? Oh, I guess. I mean, it felt long to me. At least fifteen minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went into the top of the world lounge, which you heard, and just had simple drinks. And then headed over to the Enchanted Rose at the Grand Floridian. Yeah. I, I love the Grand Floridian. I like the way it looks. I love the sort of elegance of it. But we kind of went straight in from the monorail right to there as they were getting closing time. So, Abe, uh, the Enchanted Rose, you guys went with when it wasn't closing time. Uh, <laughs> so what did you guys give your guys' thoughts about the Enchanted Rose when you went before? Well, we... So we, uh, like I said, we were supposed to meet up with my family. They bailed, so we just decided to make a, a night of it and do our own thing. Um, and we started at the Polynesian, Polynesian as we often do. Um, and then we, the next stop is supposed to be Grand Floridian, so we did that. We did it correctly. We the did first it correctly. Time. And so we got to the Grand Floridian. Honestly, my plan was just to kind of get a drink, and then our our, our plan that night was to get a drink at every place and just kind of get a drink and then go move on. But we got to the Enchanted Rose and I was so, I thought it was so cool. It's got a lounge feel, but it's, it's but like, again, it's got that subtle nod to Beauty and the Beast. Um, it has great cocktails, very pricey. Very I pricey. will say that very pricey. But we also ended up on their outside porch area. Oh, and it was such that a was nice, beautiful, and it it you know overlooked the lagoon and the pool area and everything. I don't think you can watch the fireworks. No, from there. I don't think you can. But it is still a really nice view. Yeah, and uh, quiet. Yeah, for a while. Then a party came in, and it wasn't so quiet. But the cocktails were very good. Um, probably some of the best cocktails I've ever had on Disney property. And actually, I might say that's like the best cocktails I've ever had on Disney property. Um, but we had the cheese plate. Yeah. And it was one of the best cheese plates really ever. Really good. Had. Yeah. And um, the, so, the staff was awesome, like super helpful. And just like, I mean, you know, it, it seems to me like Disney employees usually go out of their way to help you. This was especially But nice. this was uh, even more so. I was really excited to take you guys there. So it was kind of unfortunate when we got there. And. They were uh, like, uh, last call. We close in 10 minutes. <laughs> um, 
Because, like, you know, it being Disney, no, they don't stay up till 2 a.m. like bars do. Well, they also explained to us that, you know, they're directly underneath guest rooms. Which totally makes sense. And they've had bad experiences in the past with people getting a little too rowdy and then complaints happen. So they just figure it's better to call it quits early on and kind of circumvent the potential problems, which totally makes sense to me. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, like they're in a hotel, so there are people, you know. Um, what I will say to your staff point, so A, a the, it used to be Meisner's Lounge, and it's really, like, beautiful-looking chandelier, the bar itself, the entire establishment. Is that a pretty recent change? Yeah, it's it's yeah. really recent, actually. It just I recently opened. Um, <clears throat> so the Enchanted Rose, it was, it's a really nice just to look at in general. So to that point about the staff, we got there, you know, in the 11 o'clock hour, when it was within 30 minutes of when they're supposed to close. And instead of just being like, look, get out, you know, they were like, look, unfortunately we can't make any cocktails, but how about beer and wine? They served us uh, beer and wine. And then, you know, weren't really still trying to rush us out or anything. We were being, you know, quiet and just chatting and weren't really talking much. We went beyond 12. The bartender stayed and talked to us on their way out, you know, even though we kind of felt like we probably needed to, so they could hurry up and get on with our lives but yet the bartender still stopped and talked to us and explained why they close early and and it was apologizing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, they were apologizing to us, even though we were the ones that were, you know, there at the wrong time. So that would be something that we're probably going to go back to, to experience fully, but still just a cool, if you're a lounge person, which Disney has a few lounges, this is definitely uh, one of the cooler ones. So we actually did have audio from that. I'm going to play that. And then we'll give our final thoughts on the monitor. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. What's going on? All right. It's recording. What is that? All right. So we're ending, the, we're ending the day at the Enchanted Rose. It's 11 50. I got at least another three hours in me. This place close to midnight. We missed last call, so all we're getting is. Uh, Years and wines, but this um, is a very nice lounge. This used to be Meisner's lounge. They redid it recently. Beauty and the Beast theme. Uh, very pretty. Lots I of like very it. pretty views yeah. overlooking the bay. Hey, we'll start with you for some reason. Uh, tonight's Monorail Resort experience we did tonight. What do you, what, what do you think of that whole night? We had a good night. I would say the highlight was uh, watching the fireworks uh, and eating dinner. At 8:35, um, but overall a successful night somehow. Uh, Winnie, did you have fun? I did. I like doing stuff that's not uh, always in the norm, especially in the busier times of year, the parks. So you don't have to put up with all that, but you still get the Disney experience. Um, so yeah, I, I love doing this kind of thing, and this was definitely a highlight. Okay, what about you? Did you have fun? Yeah. I feel like every time you get to me, though, everybody has already said everything that I could possibly say. He gets so to go like, first next time. Yep. But I will say, that being local, is kind of why you know, right? So you don't have to do... You don't have to try to fit in all the things. Yeah, because when we used to visit here, you just would do be like, let's do this and this and this and this. Right. From like start to finish. Right. Or getting a reservation wrong isn't the end of the world. Yeah. Thank you, Courtney.
That's a first. <laughs> I think it's like a. Um, our check tonight was twenty four hundred dollars. Good luck, uh, forty dollars. <laughs> Abraham, $20. You can deduct $5 for me screwing up our reservations. <laughs> well, then I'll make it 20 and make that a couple of tips. The what? The tip. Oh, my God. He's going to forget it's there until we go out again, and then it'll magically be $20 you didn't know you had. Like that time. Yeah, I've been ready for the money, the, the movie ticket. Did you ever get that? I don't know. He doesn't check his Venmo. Oh my god. Send it to me. I'll use it. Hey, first off, A, no. <laughs> Second off, I'm glad we're recording this so I can put it out there into the world that, that I am a, that I am I undergo abuse every day from you. Is still recording? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, this is going on. So, here's the fun one. Ready? Being very dramatic. I had a great night. These are, these are the experiences that I think if you visit Disney World and like we used to do, like Kate said, it's always like, okay, fast passes, Park, park, park. If you're not in the park, you feel like you're wasting your time. I would say if you do like a five-day trip, pick a day or two if you've been to the parks a bunch. Now, if you, have, if you only go once every five or six years, but if you go every year, sit a day aside where you don't have a park ticket. A, you save money on not getting a park ticket. And then do things like monorail tour or, uh, you know, resort hopping or whatever. I would say sit aside time. This is, these are the things that we would never get to experience if we didn't live here. Yeah, a lot of people just do Disney Springs as their, like, extra non-park day. Yeah, yeah but there's so many other options. Yeah. And especially this time of year when all, they have all the decorations up. Yeah, like you, at each resort is... You could spend quite a bit of time walking around. And you get to see parts of, of this property that you didn't even know existed. Like, we were walking on the 16th floor of the Bay Lake Tower and seeing all these... Yeah, we're sitting looking at the grand floor. Now that is exclusive to DVC, but there is the Cali Grill over on the other side that is open to the public. But you have to have reservations there. But, but instead of going to the Wave and doing what we did, just get yeah. a reservation and yeah. go to the grill. You can't. Uh, but either way, I would sit aside because these are experiences that I always look forward to. Yeah. Um, so. Anyways, uh, that'll wrap it up for the night, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed. If you have any questions about what we did, make sure to also check out our YouTube channel, and you can see some visuals. All right, so then we made it back after the long trek back around to the Polynesian. We made it back to uh, the Polynesian. Uh, you know, after a certain point, when things start to close down, they run monorails a lot quicker to get people through the monorail loop from Magic Kingdom and everything else. Um, so, I really enjoyed the night. Abe, what did you think uh, overall, and would you recommend somebody traveling, visiting the parks from out of town, out of state, uh, and, and recommend them, even with kids, trying the monorail loop for uh, an overlooked experience? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say um, the best thing to do, I mean, in general, is is try to get, you know, if you're, if you're you know, if you drink alcohol, drink, just get one drink at each place. Because again, it does get pricey. Um, but if you're just drinking one at each place and you're drinking, you know, a total of three drinks, and you're getting to experience each one without, you know, breaking the bank, 
Um, but uh, absolutely, I would say that is one of my favorite things to do at Disney at this point. Um, I mean, honestly, we I would say in the last year, I probably went to Trader Sam's more than I went to Magic Kingdom. So, yeah, I, I, I would definitely say that that is a very enjoyable thing. Uh, Whitney, what did you think about the overall night? And would you recommend somebody, if they're there for five days, taking a day and going around the monorail or even just a night or an afternoon going around the monorail loop? Yeah, I don't think you have to spend a full day doing it. Um, I liked it a lot because it is an experience like, you know, going through the motions of getting on the monorail and building up the anticipation of getting to the next place and um, going through all the, the Disney feel of it all with seeing the characters and all that kind of thing. And I think that it makes the most sense if you're making a trip down here to kind of you know, either start or end your trip. Like Kate had said earlier, um, you know, most of the time when you get to Disney that first day, you're not going to spend the money on a park ticket if you only have half of a day left. And this is something you can do without having to buy a ticket. Uh, especially if you're already staying at a resort, you don't even need to do the reservation thing if you're staying at one of those three resorts. Um, and there's things for the kids to do and there's things for adults to enjoy and you'll probably end up somewhere you can watch the fireworks with the sound and you don't have to deal with the crowds. And then if you're a local, it's an easy drive home. Um, you know, you, you can walk straight to your car. You don't have to take the trip back to the ticket and transportation center and all that stuff. It's just an easy afternoon or evening. Uh, Kate, would you recommend this? Let's say we had friends coming to town, something like that. What do you think about this overlooked experience? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that you should do this. It's a lot of fun. And even if you are vacationing down here, um, it is super nice to just like, and to take a day to just do something that's not necessarily going to a park because it is, it gets very, tiring and like I know a lot of families end up getting frustrated with each other because they're so tired and um we'll probably talk about this in like future episodes of the overlooked experiences of other things you can do to fill out the whole day because like we said this doesn't necessarily fill out a whole day unless you really want it to it can but uh, or do like bippity boppity boutique or something. Yeah, exactly. You'd have to do a lot more. You'd have to do like everything the resort has to offer, like swim in every pool or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to do things like this. Yeah, and to that point about um, <clears throat> you know even expenses, like the four of us went. Had we been out of town and had to buy you know a ticket, even if you buy multi day tickets, it's going to end up costing somewhere around a hundred dollars a piece, you know, I don't think the four of us spent $400 that night. Um, and we did, you know, quite a bit. So like, yeah, it can get pricey, but if you look at it that way, I'm going to take the fourth out of the fifth day. And to Kate's point, like, it's also kind of nice to go to Disney. Like if you're going to spend, go from like, wake up at 6am and get back to the room at 12am, it's actually kind of nice to, to pack and bring some nicer clothes, right? Cause if you're going to be there and you're going to sweat all day, maybe get on splash mountain and get wet, you know, you're wearing basketball shorts and sleeveless, like, but you can kind of wear like a nice polo or like, you know, khaki pants. You could also wear jeans. It's also 
you can be casual, but it's it's a it's the experience at Disney when you are with your family. Everyone's trying to dress as comfortable and as light as possible. In this instance, you can kind of dress up slightly. You can go as, as fancy as dressing in a suit if you feel like it, but <laughs> if you want to just dress a little bit nicer, wear some dress shoes because you're not worried about wearing them down. It's a, just a different experience at Disney, and this is why we want to highlight the over overlooked experiences of Disney World because it's such a mass resort. You know, we were on the 16th floor of the Bay Lake Tower, and I'm thinking on a normal occasion, I would have never been here. I would have never been walking through the Contemporary because it's, it's run and gun. If you stay off property and you get a cheap hotel so that you're not paying a resort prices, this is a way to experience Disney resorts without having to pay the prices. So we got to experience the Polynesian, the Grand Floridian, and the Contemporary and the things they have to offer without spending a single dime on a room. So Disney yeah. is cool by offering these experiences. So I definitely think that if you're looking for an overall, uh, uh, an overlooked experience day, dedicate half of it to the monorail loop. <clears throat> and if you have a park ticket for that day, and you want to end the day at Magic Kingdom to see the goodnight kiss or whatever you want to do, you know, if you have a park ticket that day, you go to Magic Kingdom in the morning or go to Epcot in the morning, you spend lunchtime going around the monorail loop, then you can end the day at Magic Kingdom watch the fireworks there because you're on the monorail loop. On a side note, we have a video on our YouTube channel of the goodnight kiss if you don't know what that is. Yeah, definitely worth checking out for sure. Um, I what that was until we did it. That's another overlooked experience. Stay till 30 minutes after the park closes. They're not going to kick you out. And you can see something different. Um, <clears throat> speaking of monorail, or not monorail, but Magic Kingdom area resorts, I think our next overlooked experience will come in April when we go camping. So we'll talk about that in a couple of months. But in the meantime, thanks for joining us for this week on Main Street for the overlooked experience of the monorail loop. Thanks so much for tuning in this week to The Magical Mouse. We hope you had a great time joining us around the Magic Kingdom Monorail Resorts, and we hope that you'll give us your feedback. Feel free to email us at magicalmousepod at gmail.com. Make sure you're following us on our social media accounts, facebook.com slash magicalmousepodcast, Instagram at magicalmousepod, and Twitter at magicalmousepod. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher of choice. But make sure to leave us a five-star rating and review. Also, check us out over on YouTube. Subscribe to us there. We're always posting new videos, and we hope that you'll share the magic with us. We'll see you next time as we go to Epcot for the Festival of the Arts. Join us, and let's share the magic.